Welcome to the Make Some Gains podcast. I'm your host, Summer Venowitz, and this is a space where I'll be cutting through the bullshit and stripping away the filter. My aim is to help you reframe your mind, question the norms, and push you to achieve new levels of success. Through raw conversations, I'll open up about my personal experiences, my ideas, and my struggles. I want to empower you to live up to your full potential. Let's go make some gains. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about seven things that are preventing you from success. So whatever success means to you, whether that's in the gym or in your career or in the business that you want to start or in the relationship that you want, whatever that looks like or feels like to you, These are the seven most common things that I notice among the people around me, even myself, my past self. So let's get into it. Number one is limiting beliefs and or imposter syndrome. So I, this is a big one for me that really hits home. It's the I can't, I can't mentality, the I will never be able to do that mentality. I grew up in a middle class family. So my mom is a bartender. My dad, he did own his his own business, but it was mowing lawns. He was always giving up his time for money. And all of my extended family, they all worked nine to fives or they did work nine to fives. And I guess I never lived, I, I never, growing up, I lived with my mom. So it was never ingrained in me, the nine to five mentality, thankfully, because she was a bartender. So that at least helped my my mentality there where I wasn't forced into a nine to five. She had graduated high school and kind of followed the same path where she went to college, spent a few semesters there and um, dropped out <laughs> and became a bartender. She's been a bartender ever since. So I I just graduating college, I really thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sucked into serving and bartending my whole life. And I didn't think that I would be able to make enough money doing anything else because that's kind of all I knew. Like I, it was either nine to five or serve and bartend and that's how it was going to go. So I'd say that I grew up with definitely some limiting beliefs behind what was capable what I'm capable of, what was possible. And honestly, over the past few years, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that if other people are doing it, it's possible for you. So we call these expanders. And if somebody else, like for me, for example, I... I never thought that it would be possible to work online building my own business, building my own brand, and being able to fully support myself off of that. That was insane to me. And now it's like I get to be that person for other people. My friends come to me, even family members, and they're like, how do you do this? What do you do? I want to be able to do that. So it's really, really cool to be that expander for other people. But what I find is if you lack inner work, 
and you never go through personal development, you'll act in a way that doesn't feel right and it doesn't align with who you truly want to be and the life that you truly want to live. You'll feel misaligned and trust me, you know if you're not living to your full potential or you know if you're living in a misaligned life. That's how I was starting to feel serving and bartending. I'm like, oh my gosh, this just is not how I want to spend the rest of my life, but I don't know anything different. I don't, I don't want to go to a nine to five. I was in this like limbo where it was like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to do it. And you're, you, you just know I have more potential in me. I just don't know where to place it. So this I think is number one number one reason, number one thing that holds people back is this limiting belief. And then you have imposter syndrome too, where, for example, me, when I started coaching, the the thoughts of, oh my gosh, do I even know what I'm doing? Am I, have I even done enough in my life to coach other people? And I mean, this plays into relationships, it plays into careers where it's like, I don't feel like I'm far enough along or I'm educated enough for that position, but you are you know enough, you are enough, and you can freaking do it. Number two is waiting. Waiting for the perfect time. I saw a tweet uh, that Alex Hermosi had posted, and he said, if you're waiting for the quote-unquote less busy time of life to start, then this implies that when you get busy again, you'll stop. So what I always tell my clients is that holidays, vacations, events, birthdays, it's never going away. So don't wait to start the program until after those things are done because number one, they're never going away. And number two, if you never learn how to work through those and sustain this lifestyle throughout, then again, it implies that you're going to stop and say fuck it all when that the vacation comes or the holiday comes and you have to make it work in the worst circumstances so then you'll be able to stick to it in your best. It's great. So again, whether it's the job that you want, the relationship that you want, the side hustle or the business that you're wanting to start, do it. Quit waiting for the perfect time because there's never going to be a perfect time. Number three, your groupies. (laughs) If the people that you surround yourself with aren't living lives that you'd want to live, it may be time to reconsider your friends. And I used to be the type of person who was jealous of people that were doing better than me. But I slowly started to realize that you should be surrounding yourself with people who are doing better than you. And I'm not going to say that I don't get jealous because I am over here like, "Mm, gosh dang it, you're winning. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, you're winning. That means I can win. That means there's opportunity for everybody to win. And I am always very happy for those people. But I'm actually in a mastermind group with girls currently who are doing 100k months online. They're making $100,000 in a month. And this just, again, instead of 
crouching down and curling up in a ball and saying, oh my gosh, I'm not there. I'll never be there. This opens the gate and it helps me expand my mind as to what is possible for myself. So surround yourself with people who are doing better than you and be very selective with who you give your time to. Number four is fear of failure or and or holding on to failed past attempts. So I read a statistic one time that said, I think it was 43% of people quit after one month. And a lot of times that's because the first bump that they run into, it's like, oh, no, throwing in the towel, I'm done. And if I would have quit (laughs) anytime I got rejected, I would have quit one week into launching my business. (laughs) That is just part of the process, whether it's business-related, fitness-related, career-related, relationship-related, you're going to get rejected. And I know a lot of people have a fear of failure, a fear of rejection, but you have to know that failing is part of the game. And that's how you learn. I tell people this all the time, but it's like failure or feeling like you fucked up, that's just an avenue for growth and it's an avenue to learn. So Alex Ramosi, once again, was talking about how each time you fail, your chances of succeeding increase because let's say you have three failures under your belt, you're, you're more likely to succeed than somebody who has zero failures under their belt. So you have to get up and you have to push past the fear and send it anyways. Number five is talking the talk but failing to walk the walk. This one really, I think this one bothers me the most to see people doing. And I, it, it has to be some sort of fear in, in my mind um, where I don't, I can't stand flaky people. Like if you tell me that you're going to do something or you're going to come on a trip with me and last minute you bail, like I will probably never talk to you again. (laughs) That's just the way that I am. So this one bothers me so much when I hear people talking, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then it never actually happens and they never actually take the steps to get there. And You can set all of the goals in the world, but if you don't actually set action steps in place, you will not get anywhere. This makes me think of all the New Year's resolutioners who set this big laundry list of goals and they say, yes, I mean, I can talk shit because this used to be me. Like up until seriously, probably two years ago, I would do the same shit. I'd come up with this big list of New Year's resolutions and how I was going to turn my life around and I'd stick with the habits for about two weeks (laughs) and I would talk the talk and not walk the walk and when we, when we talk about manifesting as well, this is something that I hear thrown around all the time. And uh, you have to take action. So you can't just want a million dollars and say, okay, I'm going to be a millionaire by tomorrow. <laughs> like That's not how manifestation works. What manifesting is, is saying, okay, I'm going to make 
10k this month whatever your goal is 10k this month you remind yourself of that goal every single day and what happens then is you start to take actions and live in alignment with that goal versus again your new year's resolution maybe you you write down on a piece of paper one day on january 1st i'm gonna journal every day you journal for the first two days and then you fall off But manifesting, that is constantly reminding yourself every day of that goal and keeping it in the forefront of your mind. So then you're far more likely to actually take action towards that goal. Number six is following someone else's definition of success. I see this far too often and a lot of times, sadly, it's parents most of the time who place their limiting beliefs onto their children. So I'm in my 20s and our generation's parents come from security. They come from get a nine to five or go to college, get a job, work your nine to five and be happy and comfortable and you don't have to worry about anything. And they do it out of love, but it's really frustrating to, to observe. Like I said, thankfully my mom, uh, she's like, fuck the nine to five. So I've always had that mentality too. But I, I see it all the time with the parents who who are constantly trying to shove nine to fives down our throats. And it's just, it's frustrating to see. But Others do it out of jealousy, I think. So other than your parents, like I said, your parents, your family, your friends, a lot of times, it's it's them placing their own limiting beliefs onto you. So they don't think that it's possible So they, for themselves, so they don't want you to think that it's possible for you. And like I said, other people outside of your close circle, I think a lot of times place these beliefs onto you out of jealousy. So I remember when I, what, two and a half years ago when I was serving, I told some of the regulars at the bar, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting my own business. I hired this, this mentor and I'm going to launch my own health and fitness coaching business. And oh my gosh, the reactions. They hooed and they hawed and were trying to tell me how it wasn't going to work and brought up, how are you going to get health insurance and are you sure you're going to make enough money doing that? And all I could think is you're sitting there in that bar stool after your nine to five after spending 50 years in that nine to five and probably pretty unhappy as, as shit, <laughs> if I had to guess, because you're sitting in a bar stool after work um, on a Tuesday night, um, trying to give me unsolicited advice. No, thank you. No, thank you. I clearly didn't listen to them and I'm happy as fuck that I didn't. So, My rule of thumb is don't take advice from someone you would not switch lives with. Clear and simple. If you would not want to switch lives with them, do not take advice from them. Or maybe you could could listen to their advice and feel it out and (laughs) see how you feel. But um, that's the rule of thumb that I follow. Number seven, scatterbrain syndrome. I don't know if this is a real thing. I came up with this. I made it up. Scatterbrain syndrome. 
You cannot make up your fucking mind. You have so many ideas that you never actually start on any of them. Anytime you try, you get sidetracked and you jump around from one thing to the other. I struggled with this. I still struggle with this because truly I feel like there's many different lives that I could live and I could be good at many different things and enjoy many different things, many different career paths. So this is a struggle that I have. I don't know if it's ADHD. I've never been diagnosed with it uh, professionally, but my mom has it. My brother has it. And I I just have a an inkling that I might have a little bit of it. But um, I feel like I, I could be really good at like a hairstylist. I've thought about travel content. I've thought about moving to a deserted island and just bartending on it. <laughs> I've thought about... I, I was flipping jewelry for a while. So I would go around to garage sales and thrift stores and buy jewelry and flip it. And that was so fun. So I'm really artistic in that way. And uh, obviously fitness, it, it, I, go, I could go seven different ways even within the health and fitness industry where it's like part of me is like, gosh, I really want to be this hardcore bodybuilder. I think I could be so good at it. But then I'm like, mm, no, I don't know if that's the life that I want to live. Maybe I want to be more of an intuitive, intuitive eater and really help people with the internal things. And <laughs> I, I get scatterbrained all over the place. But what I found is if you're scatterbrained, you're not going to perfect one thing. You're going to half-ass a bunch of things, which is not going to result in success. You have to put your fucking head down, pick one, and stick with it for long enough to actually see if it works. So this is another thing. You can't pick something, stick with it for a week, and then say, oh, no, this isn't working. Let's try something different. You have to stick with it through the thick and the thin until you either get results or you don't. If it even semi-works. Let's say coaching. Let's say you want to get into coaching. You want to start your own business and you get three clients and and maybe your goal was 10, but you only got three. That is semi-working. It's not like you got zero clients. You just came under your goal. So if it semi-works, keep going. Do not get sidetracked. Do not let your failures, quote unquote, dictate your choices. Do not let your emotions dictate your choices. So with the scatterbrain syndrome, a lot of times I find that I would let my emotions dictate my actions. So if I, let's, for example, I'm in the phase of my cycle right now, the last few days, it was the the week before my period and that is usually when I'm low on energy, I'm low on motivation, I'm rethinking everything in life and very, very emotional and I tend to make very emotional decisions. So I know, okay, business decisions do not need to happen that week. We can slow down and set systems in place to avoid having to make decisions on that week. So, 
Scatterbrain syndrome. Do not let your emotions dictate your actions. If it is semi-working, keep going. Do not get sidetracked, even if you fail. I have felt like I've failed in my business many, many, many times over the years. <laughs> Probably too many times to count where, like I said, I have those we- those moments of weakness where I'm like, oh, maybe I should just go get a nine to five. <laughs> you have to keep going. Keep trying. I'm still here. And the only way to progress is to keep trying, keep going. Don't listen to the distractions. I want you to be successful as fuck. And if you have any questions at all about any of this, if you resonated with any of it, if you find that somebody you know would benefit from this episode, please send it to them. Please share the episode. It would help so much with, like I said, boost in the show. I want to help as many, many people as possible. Um, and, and that's the point of this podcast. So, like I said, if you found value, you resonated with it, please share it. Um, and, again, if you like it, please leave a review. Um, it, it would really, really mean the world to me. But thank you so much for joining in. Um, go out and fucking crush it. Go be successful as fuck and stop limiting your success. This Sunday at noon Central Standard Time, I am hosting a free masterclass called Fad Diets to Food Freedom. And I'm going to teach you how to go from frustrated as fuck to free with food and getting progress. So if this intrigues you, I'm going to leave the sign up link in the show notes. But thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And I'll talk to you soon.